Welcome to the Cultivation Cast by Black Dog with Kevin and Noah. In this podcast series, we cover all things related to indoor cannabis cultivation. We continue to receive feedback from our listeners and our followers with subjects, topics, and people they'd like us to interview. Please keep those coming. They really help guide us and help us know what direction to go because we do this for you, the listener, the follower, so you can get the information you want, not just what we want to necessarily put out there. Today we have a special guest and I'll introduce him in a moment, but I'd like to give a little history. We at Black Dog are one of the grandfathers of LED. We've been selling LED grow lights since before commercial facilities used them and since they were brand new. We like to say there's more LED grow light companies out of business than there are today that we've seen come and go over the time. It's, it's been interesting. One of the things we've been doing for a very long time, we recognized when our spectrum wasn't so balanced, Kevin really has tweaked it to the point where you can work under it and your eyes can kind of bounce it to white. Um, when you first walk into a room filled with our lights, it'll be a slight magenta hue and then in a minute or two, it does go to white. Your eyes can adjust to it. That was some really neat stuff Kevin has done, but we used to be a much more magenta spectrum that really was a challenge if you were trying to assess the healthier plants, see if they were chlorotic or if they were being attacked by bugs or anything, you couldn't quite tell. And we had to fix that, but we didn't want to change our spectrum. Why? Because we, we know the lights are in there doing their job 95% of the time and us humans are only in there for a little bit. So we wanted the spectrum to remain for the plants and then kind of work around that. Enter our great partners, Method 7. There's a company, if you're not familiar with them, you should be if you're a grower. Even if you're not working under our lights, if you're working under a grow light, that grow light should be bright enough to grow your plants, which means it's bright enough to cause damage to your eyes. You need protection. So even though our spectrum works now, we still recommend you wear glasses. Why? Because if you look at our light, you can hurt your eyes even permanently. So if you have a grow light and you're growing with it, you should have some type of protective eyewear and I definitely recommend there's only one answer for that, Method 7. There's a lot of knockoffs, but there's only one Method 7. And today we're lucky enough to have Dave with us today. Dave is kind of, he's the end-all, be-all at Method 7. He's, no matter what questions I have, whether it's a new product, whether it's talking about Spectrum, doesn't matter what it is, I can go to Dave and get answers. Dave, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. appreciate that intro as well. De definitely. I mean, so the history with us goes even before you were there at Method 7, and that we've been working with them forever, and they've been a great partner. They helped us create the first LED-adjusting grow light, LED-adjusting spectrum glass so that you could put it on under our lights, and it would color correct to make it perfectly white, and then you could work comfortably and safely under our lights. Uh, it was a really cool thing, but that's kind of where we started. We've come a long way. Since you're joining us, why don't we start a little bit with Dave? I don't even know. How did you end up joining Method 7? What's your background? <clears throat> yeah, no, thank you for asking. Um, so my background is, you know, um, you know, kind of grew up in upstate New York and, you know, got introduced to cannabis through, you know, skipping out of high school, <laughs> you know, uh, through friends in that scene and then just kind of enjoyed it. And, you know, eventually it was time to go to college and kind of looked at what my options were and, um, you know, wanted to honestly get as far away from the East Coast as I could. So my path led me ultimately to Humboldt State University, um, which, you know, was right in the heart of uh, Humboldt, you know, Arcata, if, you know, anyone here is familiar with that region. And, you know, when I first went to Humboldt State, I actually didn't realize I was moving to like the Mecca of cannabis. You know, I wasn't that diehard on it, you know, where I needed to go to the Mecca. I just wanted to go somewhere that looked pretty, uh, you know, pristine and 
fun and a good school, et cetera. So that's where it led me. And, you know, I, I went to college there, had a good run. I remember, you know, obviously there was weed everywhere and I kind of just took it for granted in terms of walking to class through the Redwood forest and having hippies along the trail, you know, tried to sell me eighths of weed and be like, damn, this is pretty epic, you know? And it was, uh, really good times. That was back, you know, in the early two thousands. And, um, then I remember uh, I'd start to go off campus a bit more and kind of started to go to a friend or two ha house. And then, you know, I'd see a tapestry up and never thought anything of it. And then I first learned that they had a whole room hidden behind this tapestry. You know, I, I'll never forget when I first found that out. The friend I'd been over their house for many times. And I'm like, there's a room back there. What? You know, and that was the first time I saw an indoor grow. Um and then, you know, just through friends, it kind of snowballed, you know, and next thing I know, I'm living off campus, you know, doing a little grow. Um, and, you know, one thing led to another and it was a good medical run, you know, through through that time period. And I learned a lot about cannabis and, you know, it was kind of like the renaissance period in a way. It was, you know, all these growers in Humboldt just sharing ideas about how to grow and what's working, what's not you know, et cetera, et cetera, you know, and I really enjoyed that time period, you know, because it was cool to be able to share ideas and just have everybody try to get better with each other, you know, and again, this is, you know, just a smidge under 20 years ago, you know, so it was still, you know, we were some of the only people doing it to that level in the country at that time, you know, this is even pre-Colorado, you know, um, and it was awesome, you know, and then um, we kind of started to develop a little more and friends would open up hydro stores and, you know, get outdoor properties, et cetera. And I didn't really want to do the outdoor property thing. So I opened up a hydro store and because my friends kind of all had them in Humboldt through Oregon, I ended up landing in Seattle, um, opening up a gross store in Seattle called Seattle's Hydro Spot. Um, we were an education-based store. You know, there was a lot of just price cutting kind of things, marketing, you know, in that time. And our model was, um, you know, let's educate people, you know. And I think actually that was the first time I was introduced to Black Dog. I can remember selling some Black Dogs back then. It's to Seattle's Hydro Spot in the early LED game or days, you know. So that was kind of cool. I don't even know if we've, I've ever shared that with you, but, <laughs> you know, so... So, yeah, so it was great. So then I was just teaching people knowledge in the hydro store. You know, I used to say it's like a bar. We should serve drinks because a lot of people would come in. We were in Ballard, if you're familiar with Seattle, and it's a very hip neighborhood with a lot of people that had kind of nine to five jobs, you know. So this was their second little, you know, side income hustle, if you will. One light to four light people. Uh, really great crew, you know, and we used to just share knowledge and had a lot of good times. Had that shop for maybe seven years, eventually sold it to Grow Generation, um, maybe around 2016-ish, give or take, maybe 17. It was the first Pacific Northwest store that they acquired. It was one of the first stores even outside of Colorado that they acquired. So it was one of the very early in the days of Grow Gen. Um, yeah, you know, I actually taught Grow Gen a fair amount about drop shipping and stuff that they were interested in that they wanted to build their company model around. So that was kind of cool working with those guys. And then honestly, I kind of just, I remember meeting James, the founder, one of the founders of Method 7 during that run. We sold a lot of Method 7 in the shop. So I had experience of kind of educating people about the glasses. And one of the gentlemen that worked at my store uh, worked at REI. Uh, so he knew a lot about Zeiss and lenses and, you know, like stuff that I might have overlooked. He was like, no, 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 this shit's really fucking cool, man. You know, like tell me about the lenses and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, damn, you know, so. 
I was able to retain a lot of that knowledge. Um, and then, you know, Method 7 was kind of hiring at that position. You know, they're looking at that time. They were looking to kind of up their ante a little bit. Um, and, you know, me and James, the current CEO, just clicked and, you know, brought me in. Um, and the rest is kind of history that, you know, we <laughs> we can certainly cover. But, um, you know, I'm impressed. I don't work for any company that I wouldn't wear the product or use the product myself. You know, I'm, I can't sell shit. You know, I can't sell poor quality, you know, especially in the grow industry. You know, people can see right through you if you're trying to give them smoke and mirrors. So, you know, I, I believe in this product. You know, there's a good, you know, company, you know, vibe and and um, what we're trying to do here. And we just, you know, what's really cool about it is we just enjoy working with the grow scene and, you know, people like you. We've had a great run over the years and, you know, it's nice to genuinely you know, be able to give high quality glasses that can protect people, you know, and care about the industry. You know, I mean, you know, you got Oakley's, you got your other companies out there. They're not trying to say we do, you know, cannabis. Yeah, definitely. I, there, there's a lot there. I mean, you, so you were there in the heyday before Rec even popped up there in Humboldt. So you were there early. That's <clears throat> pretty cool to say the least, obviously. That's, that's nice. I would tell people you did it the right way and it's kind of how I did it. And that's, the only way to really gain an appreciation, you don't have to grow forever, but you should grow at least one cannabis plant in your life. I believe everybody that smokes weed, even if you don't care to, you should grow one plant just so you know what it is, just so you get a flavor for it. I mean, you do it in soil, whatever, but I think everybody that enjoys cannabis should have the opportunity to grow it once. So I didn't realize you'd had that real opportunity and, and actually handled the plant. So that explains your level of knowledge is a little deeper than I expected, and that explains all that. So that's great to hear. So now we know you joined it. Now you're at Method 7. Again, we've been working with a long time, but why don't you distill for audience, if you could, I don't know if you guys have you know, a mission statement or anything, but if you distill down what Method 7 is trying to do as a company for the growth space, I know you work in other areas, but in the growth space, what is it you guys are trying to accomplish with your glasses? Yeah, I mean, great question. You know, I guess ultimately to answer that, you know, I'd have to go a little bit of history, right? So just to kind of bring everyone up to speed as to where we're at today briefly, you know, as you know, if you're an old school grower, or, you know, even new school that maybe knows the history, right? HPSs were the thing, right? They were dominating everybody, you know, the issue with the HPS and our founder, Jeff, who was a photographer at high times, um, you know, he wanted to take a quality photo under an HPS light. And that's kind of how the mission started, you know, and, you know, magnetic ballast, even before digital, right? So the magnetics would put what's called the strobe effect in the photo. So you get this wave. So you got the yellow to deal with, and then you got a wave to deal with. So there's two things you tried to solve, right? So his journey took him over to Germany where he actually pulled a scientist that worked on um, cockpit glass in World War II um, to kind of help filter light. He managed to link up with the scientist and together <clears throat> they developed a glass lens with uh, rare earth elements, um, didinium um, and a handful of others, um, prazodinium, neodymium. Yeah. And they figured out that when light passes HPS light through this glass, it strips away certain colors and allows other colors to kind of elevate and balance, right? And we call that technology notch filtering technology. And um, even deeper history, there were seven big methods to that process. And that's kind of where method seven was born. 
um, in case anyone's wondering about the name there. So um, it'll be on the quiz at the end, right? So so that's how Method 7 was kind of born. That's what we started with, the HPS lens for cameras. Instantly, you know, they have the aha moment to let's make glasses, right? So what we did, we launched a photo lens and the glasses all at the same time. So now we're balancing HPS color. And we brought it back to the States and, you know, quickly tried educating growers on it. I mean, the glasses were expensive at that time because they were glass and we didn't have a lot of volume, you know, they're 200 something dollars, you know, all these baller growers that James and Jeff thought they could, you know, spend the money on were, were laughing at the price a little, but then when they wore the product, they quickly came around uh, over time, right? Production costs came down, which was great. Um, Q LEDs, the birth of LEDs. Um, you know, we were able to recreate a polycarbonate version of our HPS lens, which was very cool. We, you know, Zeiss Optics was very impressed with us. So they're like, you know what, we're going to work with you because just off the technology, of the HPS glass lens. So again, Q these LEDs coming in with magenta spectrums, being that we already developed a polycarbonate HPS, we were able to apply that with this beautiful green lens, uh, also polycarbonate with Zeiss to balance that magenta color. <clears throat> and again, that was profound, right? Because, you know, anyone, whether you're at a trade show, looking at our tent where we would have, you know, an L like a black, we'd have a black dog LED up and we'd have an HPS light, two separate tents. You could try the lenses and you'd have this like, holy shit, aha moment. Um, and it was really special, you know? So that's really great to be able to share that. It's just so cut and dry, right? So that's where the true passion of working with growers, you know, and just being able to share a cool technology really was born. And and we wanted to just keep riding that, you know, and being that we're from Santa Cruz, California, we wanted to come out with cool frames, stylish frames, not just get caught up with like a science class, you know, over the glasses, ugly thing. So that, that also fueled this uh, kind of journey, if you will. Um, now, if we fast forward ahead, obviously there's, you know, full spectrum white LED, you know, whatever you want to call them out there as well. So we have, we have a, a lens that, you know, it doesn't do a huge color balance on that because it's not as needed, but it's slight. Um, and it also just protects against these, seeing these spots and, you know, the, these lights are bright, you know, as you, as you guys know, and you know, it's it, the, the jury's still out on how bad they are, you know, long-term, short-term, but what we know is that they're bad, you know, they're bad. And I mean, I think, you know, these days, a lot of people look at these LEDs and they see, you know, spots, right? They see spots and it's like, it's disorienting, you know, and, and people ask us all the time, what's up with the spots? Why am I seeing the spots? Like, and really what it is, is, is the light comes through, you know, the intense light comes through your eye, through your retina, it's hitting the rods and the cones in the back of your eye. And when you expose your eye to that much of an overwhelming burst of light, especially at close range. I mean, a lot of these LEDs are, you know, low off the canopy. So as to where HPS was even higher up, you know, these are right next to someone's face. So what that does is it makes your cone, your rods and cones start going overreacting basically in the back of your eye. And then what, because they're, one is responsible for kind of light dark and the other one's responsible for colors, you start to see the black spotches and the blue spotches, you know, and even when you look around, so you put the glasses on, and it kind of, you know, obviously creates a damper effect there where it's not as intense for your eyes, you know. So that's where I tell people, look, if you were to wear, go in a grow room every day and you have your eye, your rods and cones just freaking out all day long, you keep doing that over and over, compounding that, you know, is that really something you want to mess with? <laughs> you know, like, you know, you could work, you could do a jackhammer all day at a construction site, not wear ear protection, you're going to hear ringing at the end of the night. You keep doing that day after day. We can assume you're going to go deaf pretty soon, you know? 
And I think people sometimes that slips people's thought with their eyes because it's a little different experience, but it, but it's your eyes, you know, who, you know, who wants to fuck around with your eyes, you know? Um, so, you know, we just education, I guess, to answer your question, it's like, there's education needed to try to let people know, like, you can't hurt yourself by spending, you know, 50 to a hundred bucks on some glasses to just make sure you're covered and you can see your grandkids, you know, in your old age and you can do your job better and you're not fighting spots. So, you know, that, that's, like foundation number one for us it's like let's get people protected you know and then moving on from there you know we have we're trying to do more projects with you know you know influencers or celebrities to give people something stylish to wear that they can really you know uh enjoy wearing in the grow room whether they work in a you know a spot with 20 people and they want to have their own individual pair not everybody look the same we we try to offer that cool stuff too you know well and i think a lot of people don't realize um that Method 7 glasses for grow rooms are not just sunglasses. Yes, you can use just sunglasses in your grow room to protect your eyes as long as they're decent quality sunglasses. They will protect your eyes, but you guys are actually doing that color balancing trick which actually relieves a little bit of stress, maybe not necessarily on your eyes, but more with your brain trying to color correct for that. Because, for example, we're, we're sitting under LED lights right now, but they're they're not as bright as the sun is, which is if you're making a LED grow light, it needs to be equivalent to the brightness of the sun. And and when you're dealing with that intensity of light, <clears throat> getting the color balance right really helps. And I remember my frustration at, at joining Black Dog and, and growing a lot of plants in my basement under Black Dog lights, and I couldn't take pictures of them. Every picture ended up looking just really, the plants looked black and, and right. everything else is purple and even though with my eyes I could see it so it was really wonderful in I think it was 2014 uh, when we worked with you guys to get the first LED lens developed and finally I could actually take pictures of the plants under my lights. Yeah you're spot on and I mean you know and that's exactly what we do you know we look at a color spectrum you know and this is where we again differ from a traditional sunglass company we look at a color spectrum from you know an LED light or an HPS or whatever, and we we see those spikes, right? It's a lot of them are around what 600, 660 nanos. There's usually one in the 400s, right? So we see those spikes, and then our you know our techs basically try to reduce those spikes, you know, when we're building a lens, but we try to like elevate in a, in essence some of the lower stuff, so mm -hmm. you get that nice kind of daylight sun. Uh, you know, color spectrum curve, you know, where everything's just nice and neutral, you know, so, and that allowing us to do that, like I said, believe it or not, we bring some stuff up. And that's another thing that kind of a lot makes our lenses comfortable in a grow room is we never want people putting on the glasses, you know, and doing this to see into the canopy, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm pulling them down over my nose, essentially. And that's what a lot of sunglasses do. They're very dark, right? So you still got to pull if you're working in the canopy, it can actually get dark down there. You know, so you got to pull the glasses down to see. And ours, you don't have to do that because we do. We let a lot of good light through. We're just trying to kill the spikes from various grow light spectrums, you know. And that's, you know, obviously we've done it, you know, very specific for Black Dog with your spectrum. But, you know, we do more general for the white LEDs. And with HPS, it was more of a general, but it hits because HPS is pretty, pretty darn similar. So that's it. So, right. So you can wear the glasses. They've taken down the spikes of your specific grow light and it's still bright enough where you don't have to pull them down to work under the, the light. So it's very comfortable for people, you know, and then again, 
you know, we work with Zeiss out of Europe and they just, if I can say one thing about them, you know, being, uh, you know, they're a global leader, but they just, their the clarity on the lenses is just unmatched, you know, that the clarity that they can give you, it's there's zero haze, zero, you know, distortion. So that's, that's what people like, I say, are addicted to our lenses. Like I can never take them off. And it's like, well, yeah, cause they're so clear. It's just, you don't, your eyes just don't even, you know, stress it. You 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 forget you have them on, you know, no matter what pair you're wearing really. So, so that's kind of what sets us apart from traditional sunglasses, you know, for sure. You know, but sunglasses will protect for the record, you know, of course they're going to, um, but you know, some, some sunglasses can actually add to those spikes. And that's another problem, especially the HPS, but you know, some will add 600 nanos They're adding reds or they're adding, you know, in the four hundreds. And then you're, now you've like really thrown yourself out of whack. As, as Kevin, you were talking about uh, something near and dear to my heart, my eyeballs. I like to protect them, right? So like I've my whole life, more or less, worn sunglasses, grew up in Phoenix. It's bright. You know, wear sunglasses was normal. Um, and can you explain something to all of us, our followers, uh, the people listening and us? Because uh, a lot of uh, LED grow lights and most grow lights don't have UV. Like HPS doesn't, metal halide, which you guys do make a glass, a corrective lens for, that does have UV. Um, and we all know that we get UV outside. It's how we get a tan. And when you buy glasses in a store, whether you're buying cheapo ones or high end, these you have a sticker saying UV protection and some will say IR protection. We have UV and IR in our, in our light, unlike most LEDs. Again, some HPS have, they do have a heat signature, so they do have infrared and metal halide has a little UV unlike HPS. So we though, with our light do care about that. Can you speak to us a little bit about the UV protection and the IR protection? Because again, like you're saying, that's not necessarily reducing the brightness. It's more about filtering. Yeah, no, good question. So the UV, you know, the 400 is the number you see a lot of glasses claim, right? That number. Um, we even go a little past that as far as UV protection goes. And some just put it on there and they don't actually even hit it. We've tested a lot and seen a lot of fails in our, in our lab. So there's that's part of this too, right? But so the UV is, you know, all of our lenses protect fully against UV. So that's nice to be able to just kind of quash that, you know, and then infrared is a little bit different of a beast. You know, we have special coatings, infrared coatings um, that we can put on the outside that greatly reduces the IR. Um, and again, IR is a form of heat, you know, so that's what kind of stresses your eye out is we try to reduce, you know, that heat uh, hitting your eye because essentially that kind of, you know, that'll dry it out you know, et cetera, and just make it uncomfortable. So that's another reason to kind of just have your eyes be comfortable is that we're trying to not only do what we said with reducing the light and balancing and seeing everything properly, but we also try to like eliminate that actual heat hitting your eye. And I think that's one thing that people very much forget about. They're like, oh, I can see fine. It's like, well, you're exposing your eye to a lot more heat as well, you know, by not wearing eye protection, you know, and that's just what will dry out, dry out your eyes, you know, um, you know, a lot of people get headaches. I mean, cataracts, there's all sorts of things. Night vision. We hear that a lot, you know, my night vision's going, you know, um, you know, those are the ocular migraines is another one that I talk to a lot of growers about where they just are, they're basically, it's a migraine where they just start seeing spots and they just kind of can't get out of it. And they last anywhere from 10 seconds to a couple minutes um, they got to shut off all the lights and, and it's just pretty wild. So a lot of, a lot of, a few of my close friends have that issue and it's, you know, it's a bummer to see. I mean, I can't, again, can't directly correlate it to working under lights, but they spent a lot of time under lights, you know, um, we've seen some pretty nasty things too. I mean, people email us, Instagram, direct message us, 
some crazy things with cataracts and eye cancers and they're sewing it shot and it, it's it's nothing we've ever released as a scare campaign but if we ever wanted to we certainly could and you know that's not how we roll but it's it's serious you know it's you just don't want to fuck around with your eyes you know, it really, yeah. you know. well and and one quick point i would like to make is uh you know method seven glasses are great for working in your grow but they will not protect your eyes sufficiently if you're looking directly at the leds or the hps bulb they're not designed for that and we have had customers that have tried looking directly at leds while they're on um don't do that unless you have heavy duty welding glasses on don't look directly at your light source whatever it is whether it's high pressure sodium metal halide or led it's it's the equivalent of looking at the sun and hopefully you know not to do that yeah and to be to be yeah and to be clear we not even regular everyone thinks welding glasses are strong no in our shop when we do repairs or have to do any analysis we use the extra dark welding glasses that if you're not looking at our light, it's like staring into darkness. They're so dark. They're not something you could use elsewhere. So yeah, it does require safety. And to your point, we do know of one guy we met way back in the day. Uh, he was using an LED grow light, not one of ours, but it turned on instantly. It, ours has a soft start. So if you, if you were staring at ours, you plugged it in, it would come up. You'd have enough time to avert your eyes as it starts to turn on to be like, oh, it's on, look away. This light didn't have that. He was looking at the panel, plugged it in, didn't know it was switched on, got a full blast of a very solid LED grow light power into his eyes and permanently damaged his eyes. I mean, that's from his doctor. So I would warn you, yes, be careful. Now we, again, we recommend method seven. We have soft start on our LEDs and we have warnings on our light, but yes, um, it's kind of a double-edged sword. We say, if your grow light is bright enough to look at, it's not a good grow light. And you shouldn't be looking at it anyway to begin with, but it's kind of a double edge. We, we want it to be so bright you can't look at it, but don't go testing out our theory and looking at your light. So, um, but, but yeah, it's a bit of a challenge there. Um, when you guys, I will say you guys have come a long way on the styles. You were speaking of that. I know that back in the day when we started working with you, way back in the day at Method 7, um, I think there were two frames and that was it back in the day. Um, speak a little bit, how do you guys fine and source frames and you've got some now that are like ANSI certified. Can you speak a little to that? Because I do think all of us that love cannabis and are in this industry, if you're not just a homegrown, you're in the commercial side, we all know there could come a time when it's federally legalized, rescheduled, and suddenly OSHA starts visiting grows and looking at safety things. So can you speak a little to that from the eyewear and safety standpoint? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, so basically we started off with just a couple frames, um, you know, with the rise of, you know, Rack and, you know, all that stuff and a little more polished companies, if you will. Yeah, like uh, the ANSI, uh, CSA, if you're in Canada, standards became a bit more of a thing, um, you know, and, and some facilities currently require that. They only want that. And again, what that is, is it's uh, high impact safety testing ratings, right? Again, ANSI Z87 plus S is the technical name for the U.S. one. Um, and then you got CSA Z94.3 in Canada. Um, and really what they do is they shoot like a steel ball, I want to say. There's a few different things they do, but ultimately it's a steel ball, shoots from like 50 feet away down a tube or something, and it needs to withstand the impact. The lenses do. All of our lenses actually pass ANSI. Um, and then the frames do. So they, they actually can test them separately. And then together, um, the frame and the lens makes an official frame. Um, all of our lenses pass ANSI for the record. So even if you buy some of our really stylish Italian limited edition, whatever, you know, you're still can feel good that that lens is going to hold up in the event of a, a pretty good impact. Now the frames we have, yeah, we have two frames, the cultivator 
and the Citadel that pass ANSI. Um, and they are more of our cost effective frames, but, you know, they can, they double down as workplace safety specs, you know? So, you know, that's kind of the options in that arena. You know, you don't need a ton of them. They're, they're both pretty stylish in my opinion. If you don't like one, you probably like the other. The Citadel is an Italian made one. So that's kind of cool. Uh, the cultivator is in Taiwan. It's the only frame we do in Taiwan, but you know, that's just to save a bit on cost uh, to pass onto the consumer. And it is solid. It's a, it's a solid frame, you know, so there's that um, kind of thing. And then, yeah, we have our higher end Italian ones, limited editions, all that stuff that we like to kind of just, you know, really get creative on, you know, I mean, a lot of people, they do, they really appreciate the stylish side of it, you know, and they want to, even if they're working in their basement or their garage, they like to have their kind of their pair that speaks to them. And then if they're working in a crew, you know, with a crew of five, 10, 20, 30, you know, again, they want to, they want to stand out. They want to be themselves at work. So it's cool to be able to offer that, you know? Definitely. Definitely. Um, one of the thing I am a little bit curious about or, or to talk about is one thing that I had to learn here, because as we've talked a lot about eyeballs and how important they are, right? As a grower, it's probably, a most important tool right behind our brain itself, right? You know, I can touch plants and feel them, but inspecting our, how many of us, you know, we're constantly surveying our canopy, looking for problems or deficiencies or, or bugs. So our eyes are really important to us. And one thing I didn't realize till working at specifically a grow light company, being that we're heavily focused on spectrum and intensity and all that, is how piss poor the human eyes are at uh, determining how bright or dim something is. And so you were speaking earlier, and that's something I have noticed about your glasses, because I've tried to, in a pinch, use a pair of sunglasses, but the minute you're below canopy at all, you, now everything's too dim and I can't see. Your guys', your guys glasses do solve that, and that I'm not having to flip them down when I get under the canopy to check out the soil or anything like that. Um, and I, I don't think people recognize how good the eyeball is at masking this. And as, as Kevin taught me, it's, it's your eyes adjusting, right? Yeah, I mean, our iris is... is automatically adjusting it's like a uh, camera aperture so yeah when you're looking at bright light the iris clamps down and you're not getting as much light into your eye so it's uh it's very deceptive often you don't realize just how bright the lights are in a grow room uh because it doesn't appear that bright because your eye is not letting that much light in so. yeah when I, when I started measuring light that's when I was, I was dumbfounded. I'm like, this looks the same to me. And there's a massive, I mean, 50, 60% difference, not a 10 or 5%. And our eyes just can't perceive that. So my lesson was don't trust your eyes in that way. Yes, they're great for finding problems in the grow, but they're not good for judging, am I safe in this environment? Is this a good environment for my eyeballs to be unprotected in? And I never would have understood that if I hadn't been had to measure light so many times and seeing how terrible the eyeball is at that. So it, it is definitely, it speaks testament because again, I've tried sunglasses and yes, I do feel that I'm not strained when I'm up above the canopy in full light, but the minute I'm out of that situation, they're kind of worthless in a grow room. Um, they're just too, as you said, too dark and just too dim. So it yeah. is interesting. Those are great points. And I think that's honestly, like you said, it's kind of one of the bigger downfalls, I think with you know, growers going under these crazy bright lights that we've never had anything like in human, you know, our history of humans, you know, this artificial sun. And then we talk about how many are in one room and, you know, there's vertical racking where it's every level of your eye. I mean, it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's just thinking that we can handle it, you know, and, and our eyes are, you know, we, we, 
we really do play with what is the amount that we can let in comfortably to your eye before we want to kind of do give it the VLT, right? So VLT is, I believe, visual light transmission, and it's judged by percents. And we really get into our, we make pilot glasses, really beautiful pilot glasses, and we really get into it with our pilot glasses. You know, um, we have like low VLTs and higher, which lets more light in. We literally make specific glasses if you're flying west and, you know, like for, for where you're flying based on your condition. So we really play with that. And we do bring it into our grow glasses as well. When we're designing a lens, we don't really push it publicly to the to people. But if somebody were to ask us, what's the VLT of this lens or that lens, we could certainly share it. Um, but yeah, our eye has the ability to adjust, as, as you were saying, you know, so, you know, that's where you put on our glasses. And at first things will be dark, you know, and then as your eye adjusts, you know, all of a sudden things kind of lighten up a little bit and then you can really kind of get into your workflow. And, and it is, it's almost similar when you're in a, you know, a bed at night and there's an alarm clock on and, you, you know, you initially shut the light off and everything's pitch black. And then within, you know, a minute, all of a sudden you can see everything in the room, right? Your, your, your eye has the ability to adjust and similar kind of effect in a way, but reverse with our glasses, you know, you, you put them on and your eye can adjust to see clearly. We have a saying more light, just the good light over here, you know, so we actually try to allow a lot of light into our, you know, into our lenses for your eyes. So, so they can, they can enjoy life. And, you know, we do, we, we, we have a lifeline that we're a lifeline of glasses we're coming out with more for outside, and we have a pretty beautiful uh, semi polarized lens right now. And they're not very dark, you know, they're not very dark, but they're just enough where it kind of takes the edge off outside. Very cool. I'm I'm gonna have to get a pair of those at some point. I, I've enjoyed again your glasses in the grow room. I need to try some of the outdoor ones now that you guys are rolling into that area as well. Yeah, yeah, very impressive, very impressive. So let's speak a little to that. Where do you see? You know where. We're on the light side. We have our little lane we stay in very much so, and we love it. Um, you're in a very focused niche area, the, the eye, let's call it the eye protection and eye care of the grow world. Um, of course, you touch in the other areas pilot, but in our grow world where, where we're focused for this podcast, where do you see things going? Are you, you know, is it you guys are going to continue to just play as spectrums evolve in the grow room? Do you have other stuff you're working on? Anything you can share? What do you see the future of optics doing in the grow room? Yeah, no, for sure. So, you know, basically we're HP, you know, HPS is dying, right? Let's be honest. Right. So that was our bread and butter, you know, HPS is dying. Um, it still can grow some great plants, right? There's nothing, it, it didn't fail on that front. It's just, you know, the tech and some of the requirements in these States and et cetera, et cetera, you know, HPS is, is just not going to be around too much longer. So that, that was a big part of our company. But again, now LED is, of course, by far the biggest part, you know, we enjoy, of course, working with companies like yours, and you've got a unique spectrum, and it's awesome to create projects with with companies like you. So that's great. And then we have, of course, the white to the naked eye LEDs, you know, and, and that's also a big sector of our company. Um, so, you know, we have that lens, we are developing a slightly new lens to, you know, we have our FX lens is what the, uh, it's this pink purple lens here, if you will. Let me see here. It's this pink purple lens that I'm wearing. Um, and this is actually this pink purple color is an infrared coating. Um, and that's just the product of this infrared coating. We were talking about reducing IR earlier. That's what this pink purple lens is. And, you know, <clears throat> it's great. Um, but we're coming out with a new one for the white LEDs that's a little more tuned because uh, you're seeing more and more red you know, red, far red, more red chips in some of these LEDs. So we're, we're tuning the lens just a little bit more to deal with that because it does slightly 
alter the, the, the light to the naked eye. So we're balancing that a little bit. It is a slight bit darker, right? If we're talking about VLT, it's got a, a little bit lower percentage because lower with VLT is darker. Um, so that's one thing because these lights are getting brighter just the way with HPS technology. It was single-ended, single, H, single double-ended came out. It was even a bit brighter. So it's a bit darker. And then, you know, we, we got our safety glasses as we've discussed. And then we really um, enjoy doing, as I mentioned earlier, the kind of these limited edition drops. So... Um, you know, we did one with the Dank Duchess, if you're familiar with her, an incredible woman. Um, she was out of the Bay Area. I believe she's in Brooklyn now. She judges the Emerald Cup. She does Spanibus. You know, she's all over an incredible woman. So this was the Duchess pair we did with her last year. Um, it works for men, women. It's it's a great pair. Um, she's been incredible to work with. So this is kind of her, uh, you know, pair, if you will. We did a pair with Method Man um, and his cannabis brand, Tacal. Um, this is the sun lens and that here I'm holding up for everyone to see, but it's got a great killer bee Wu-Tang kind of honeycomb effect going on. Um, so this was a lot of fun. You know, we did the, the one I think I was wearing maybe for a minute here is we got the Terp diamonds to celebrate, you know, the diamonds of the industry. This was uh, if any diehards are on here, that one sold out in just a few hours. So, yeah, so a lot of fun with what can we do with these limited editions? I mean, Really, the theme of our limited editions is we like to celebrate things in the cannabis industry that kind of go overlooked or or maybe are taken for granted or all sorts of different things and highlight that and make it fun for people. You know, I'm actually wearing Support Your Local Middleman, this T-shirt here. We did a limited edition drop called The Middleman, which was really sick. And we made this beautiful video about The Middleman. And we were, we kind of were like, hey, you know. Let's not forget about the middleman of the industry. None of us would really be here without a good one or two uh, and middle women for that matter, you know, so just fun stuff like that, you know, just trying to give people something fun. I mean, honestly, you know, there's only so much we can put our lenses in. And, you know, like I said, we are expanding more for outdoors now and we did just drop a trail line. So, you know, but it's fun to it's fun to just do these limited edition drops and get people excited and, you know, that sort of stuff. That's uh, super cool. I didn't know you guys were as into that. It makes a little sense also with your background being the middleman back in the day with your hydro shop, but I didn't know you guys were as big on that. I don't know if you guys ever saw that we do a, uh, we started, because we care about the same thing, the, the middleman and the local aspect of it, right? Support local. So we created a support local rebate where if you buy our lights or an alien hydroponic system at your local hydro shop, can't buy it from us, but if you yeah. buy it from your local hydro shop, we will give you cash back. So the middleman keeps his money, you get your stuff at a discounted rate, and we're all supporting the local hydro shop, right? You can't buy it from us, gotta buy it from them, just show us that, and we kick cash back into the pocket and let the middleman keep his cash. So couldn't agree more, we gotta support local. If we lost our hydro shops, we would lose in a very important part of the industry. We all can't walk into Amazon and talk to our local growers and learn about this bug or that bug or this disease or that disease or this genetic or that genetic. That's local knowledge you wanna get at your hydro shop. Yeah, you can go into nameless, faceless forums and yeah, I can buy parts from Amazon, but man, if you were around back in the day and went into hydro shops, that was where you got knowledge from. Wasn't always correct, as we know, but there was knowledge, there was an exchange of knowledge, kind of like you were talking about up in Humboldt back in the day, how you guys traded knowledge in, about things. It's important, and that's one place cannabis has always struggled because it's been illegal and held down. We've had this underground network of communication, and we want to see 
more and more of that. That's why we created our YouTube channel to begin with, is to get education out there. So love that you guys are doing the support middleman. And I love that shirt, by the way. If you guys have extras, I might bother you to get my hands on one of those, because that's a, that's a message worth repeating for sure. So Hell yeah. Hell yeah. No, well said. That's cool to hear. And I love your style that you do, where you kind of kick the cash to them and let the grow store. I mean, that's really well figured out. And, you know, that's that's really smart. And it, it makes everybody happy. So that's yeah, it's actually the guy who helps us do all these videos. It was his idea here at the company. He's like, well, we're trying to figure out how to help hydro shops out because they do struggle nowadays with Amazon and all that out there, price cutting. And uh, it was the perfect win-win. It wins for everyone. So, yeah, I was real happy with that idea. came out of one of our great team members. So, any case, um, I really appreciate your time today, Dave. It's fascinating. We love working with Method 7. Just keep in mind, if you're out there and you're looking for grow glasses, you will find knockoffs. I've been with Method 7 since before they were, and the knockoffs came, and I promise you, they're not the quality. If you do photography, videography, or you have good glasses, you know that Carl Zeiss is quality stuff, and it makes a difference for sure. And if you own a spectroradiometer, you can tell the difference uh, between the Method 7 lenses and the knockoffs just looking at the spectrum of light coming through the lenses, which your eye may not be able to tell necessarily, but with proper instrumentation, you can tell there is a big difference. So. You should do that, get a uh, knockoff pair of glasses, hold them with the Method 7 with our good spectroradiometer and show that, put a known light source so we could show, like you're saying, you are stripping out the, the UV, they might not be. Those are really important things. It's a good point, Kevin. So that will be a fun future Kevin's Corner geek out thing to do for sure. So that's definitely on the geekier side of things. Um, but really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to join us, Dave, and, and jumping on here. For those of you that don't know where, yes, we sell the LED grow glasses we've worked with Method 7 on. But again, they have this huge line, even for just outdoor regular use. Give a quick plug. How do they find, what's the best way to find and buy your glasses, Dave? I know uh, for sure. So yeah, we do have, you know, if you, if you do have a local hydro store you like to shop at, go there first and foremost, see what they got. You know, if they don't have something you want, ask them. Um, and if, you know, they're not around or they don't have it, what you want, you can certainly check us out at method7.com. Um, that's obviously the most up-to-date spot and, you know, you know, join our mailing list. If you want to know about some of the cool limited editions, that's really the, the main place that will, you know, hit people. So you can be aware of what's coming because recognize it's not always easy to check a website repeatedly. So if you want to stay in tune, we welcome you to join the email list. And we got a lot of good projects coming out this year as we move into the summer and into the next year. So, uh, the limited editions will definitely be flowing. Um, you know, just trying to come up with new creative things to keep people excited to, you know, style themselves out, work in the grow room. If you have a facility and you want to make your employees stoked, you know, that's, you know, we didn't really talk about morale, but that's a huge thing. You know, you get a new, you get a staff and, you know, we have cost effective pairs for commercial grows and, you know, you get a new employee, say, welcome to the job. Here's your method sevens, you know, take care of your eyes, take care of yourself. And we care about you. That employee puts them on and that means a lot. It's really one of the only things you can do to kind of tell an employee like, hey, you know, we take this seriously and we care about you. And it goes a long way. It, it makes them want to work. You know, um, we talk to a lot of people at trade shows and all over the place that are just like begging for them. And, you know, we have to talk to bosses and this and that. And then they get them and they're all so happy. So that that honestly makes the whole thing worth it. 
Yeah, I think everybody working at Grow should have a pair of glasses with their name on it that's theirs. They don't have to grab them off a shelf and, and just go into the grow rooms. It would, it would be good, and it's where our industry needs to go. We need to become better and better teams, better employers, better everything, you know, and, and you guys are definitely a piece of that puzzle for sure. So thanks for that pitch. And I will say I was was familiar with your new frames, didn't know about the exclusive drops. I'm going to have to start watching for those and, and maybe see if I can get in on some of that cool action there and maybe we can partner on one sometime. Um, again, thanks for your time. And those of you watching and listening and following, thank you very much. Don't forget to subscribe, like, um, Follow, especially if you're on YouTube, make sure and subscribe to our channel because not only do the podcasts come out, but our other videos as well. And whatever podcast platform you're on, make sure and subscribe to us. We'll continue to have great guests like Dave on there. Everyone have a wonderful day. Keep the suggestions coming and happy gardening.